And for those of you who are listening and feel victimized and are like, this chick doesn't know what she's talking about. I feel you and I get your feelings of, but I was treated this way. And yes, you were. I'm just trying to tell you that you have the power to make the change in your life. Doesn't have to be this way. This episode is sponsored by, are you repeatedly suffering and wondering why you continue to attract toxic relationships, then I highly recommend you read the book 10 Recommandments for Personal Empowerment, written by Dana Sardano. Dana walks you through the emotional work to heal personal trauma in a step-by-step manner. In tandem, learn from real-time online intimate workshops facilitated by Dana herself, designed for you to empower and help you along this healing journey on finduniquelyyou.com. Listen to what this reader and participant has to say. Connecting with your stories and applying your how-to approach in the book and the workshops has been a catalyst to my own healing journey. I am forever changed. If you wish to release your suffering and truly feel empowered on your healing journey, then buy your copy of The 10 Recommandments on Amazon. To find 10 Recommandments for Personal Empowerment audiobook narrated by Dana herself, go to www.finduniquelyyou.com. That's Find uniquely the letter u.com forward slash product forward slash 10 recommandments for personal empowerment audiobook. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your nurturing warrior guide through the darkness. This is episode 112. The inner work is necessary for your dreams to come true after narcissistic abuse with Dana Sardano. Just a reminder, this episode is for educational purposes only and it is not a substitute for professional therapy. If you're enjoying this podcast, hit subscribe and rate and review this podcast. I myself, just as the Hindu goddess Kali and Mesopotamian goddess Inanna, have walked through the darkness, died to myself and ego, and ascended to connect with my true, authentic self. Part of that healing journey, I truly benefited from talk therapy. This is why I specifically chose, out of all the sponsors out there, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise and BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. Just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential in therapy. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That's betterhelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H. And the link is in the show notes. 
claim all the offerings and transformational workshops that we offer in our studio in the link in the show notes as well at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. Are you struggling to understand why you keep attracting narcissistic individuals into your life? Or do you have dreams but feel like they're not coming true? You may be attracting negative energy or people from others who don't believe in you or your goals. Listen on to this episode with Dana to discover how to strengthen your intuition to help you avoid attracting more of these toxic people by strengthening your intuition, knowing yourself. Our guest today, Dana Sardano, received her BA in special education in 1993, specializing in behavioral disorders for children K through 12. But her career took quickly shifted into January 2015, and she picked up a paintbrush for the first time since her childhood, which was the catalyst for a major shift in her career. And in June of 2017, she decided to retire from her career in education and open Ubuntu Fish Gallery, an artist's gallery and intuitive lounge in September 2019. She's recently written and illustrated a book combined with a workbook for children called Veda Finds Her Crown, centered around chakra health and development to help aid teachers and parents who are educating the whole child. And she's also written the 10 Recommandments for Personal Empowerment. She was a blessing to have on the show. She had a bit of a, like a missing voice um, when we recorded. So that's why she sounds like a very deep, gruffy, sexy voice. And I just really, truly hope that you embrace the wisdom and enjoy our conversation about strengthening your intuition. Without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Hello, Dana. How are you today? I'm good, Raven. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for bringing your wisdom and your experience. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. So this topic we're going to talk about today, harnessing your power and heal from narcissistic abuse or just plain old emotional abuse and through strengthening your intuition, I think is a really important topic because so many times in conversations I've had in other podcasts with guests is it always goes back to listening to your body. And so maybe you can kind of dive into that a bit more. Like how do we listen to our body and what does that really mean? Cause maybe we've said it too many times and they're still like, what do you mean Raven? Can you go a little deeper? What is, <laughs> what does that mean? You know, as you were asking the question, all of a sudden, as soon as you said, listen to your body, I got all excited. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about this at some point, but I just written a book called 10 Recommandments for Personal Empowerment. And the yeah. first, the second and third um, recommandment, one is called, it's about listening to your emotional guidance system. Mm-hmm. And another is about listening to your physical guidance system. And it opens with, first and foremost, that we're not victims. Now, I know we feel victimized, and I, and I really do not want to um, undermine anybody's feelings of abuse and, and all of that, but the reality is that all of these experiences that we have are information presented to us. Now, unpleasant and shitty information, right? But information. Yeah. 
Right. And what we have is our, I'll start with our emotional guidance system, right? So we have been gifted our emotions to tell us what works for us and what doesn't work for us. So, and we've been gifted our physical guidance system of like, you know, like where you get the in your stomach about something, that's mm-hmm. your solar plexus chakra going, hey, right? Or when we get headaches, you know, that's often either the crown chakra or it's, you know, we've been working too hard, whatever it is, we have been gifted these this GPS, this internal GPS to help us along. So the steps to empowerment come from, come from, yeah, my goodness, talk about throat chakras. <laughs> the throat chakra is in full alert today, but right. uh, we've been gifted these emotions to help us and navigate us to where we need to go. But what we do, because these situations, these experiences we find ourselves in can be so traumatic and the patterns that we live in go back so far that we become entrenched in these emotions. And instead of saying, hey, this is information and my emotion is telling me this situation really sucks, I hate it. Or this emotion is telling me this situation is really great, I want to do more of that. We get caught up in the emotion and forget that it's giving, it's explaining this information to us. So when we begin to listen more to what our body is telling us and listen more to what our emotions are telling us, it can navigate us through these unpleasant experiences more swiftly and we can glean the lessons from them. So, um, so really that was the long and the short of it. Just this idea that if we can understand that we have gifted all of this, yes, this way to navigate these, what could be sometimes horrific experiences, we can navigate them quicker and hopefully less painlessly. Hey, empath, just wanted to take a quick break and read to you an excerpt from my book. To all you empaths out there chasing fake love, the trick in breaking that pain cycle is to stop chasing and start fostering love for your own self. Grab my book or listen to it on Audible. It's called Empath and the Narcissist. It's a healing guide on how to overcome narcissistic abuse, recover from PTSD, codependency, and gaslighting manipulation. And so every aspect right now in your life where you feel stagnant, where you feel like it doesn't work, create a new idea. Create a new idea that is more in alignment with your highest excitement, your higher heart chakra, right? Really listen to your heart and the higher heart. Ask your higher self for guidance and ask your higher self to show you the timeline that excites you more. That was Magic Kathy and a preview of her DNA activation session in the bonus Soul Integration Masterclass. Now is the time to claim your soul's identity, step into upgrading your vibration and connecting to your highest self through the Soul Integration Masterclass. You will receive the 2023 Astrology Forecast, along with Magic Kathy's bonus DNA activation and cheat codes to the mirrorverse, and a 30-page workbook to guide you through the Masterclass plus spiritual practices, meditations, and rituals to integrate your soul into this body with Raven Scott. Claim your soul integration masterclass now 
for only $223 before November 23rd. Now back to the show. Yeah, and your book that you wrote came out of a personal experience as well. You had mentioned before we hit record. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that to relate to the audience? Yeah, and and you said a personal experience came from personal experience, right? So my life was a bit of a shit show. Like I just want to be respectful of the audience. But I grew up in a home that on the outside, you know, checked all the boxes. You know, the father was successful, mother was beautiful, you know, two kids, lived in suburbia, father worked in the city, the whole nine. But it was very, very unpleasant. And you had the narcissistic roles, you had the, you know, the abusive father, the neglectful mother, you had all of that. And mm-hmm. I had the brother who was the princeling and, you know, mm-hmm. I just grew up not feeling loved. So I grew up um, reliving the pattern in my relationships of feeling either abused or neglected in whatever forms they showed up. Mm-hmm. And because I believed myself based on, again, the beginnings of my life, that I was unworthy and that mm-hmm. I had to work harder for love and you know, all of those things that we learn from our yeah. experiences. And I find it interesting because I find that people will say things like, my ex-husband, because I'm a woman speaking, as a woman. My ex-husband was abusive and that's why I'm, I have to overcome trauma. But my belief is you never would have aligned or connected with that ex-husband if you hadn't already believed that you were deserving of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So for me, I went through my entire life up until, God, my late 30s, my early 40s, believing these things and repeating the same pattern over and over. And then, you know, we all have our our dark night of the soul or our, you know, (laughs) our rock bottom or when things get shitty enough to really make a change, I made some changes and I watched the momentum of my life. First of all, I watched it shift and I watched the momentum pick up. And then I started to realize there's a pattern to this, a new pattern, a better pattern. Mm -hmm. Started understanding my worthiness and making decisions that were best for me. And have led me here. And that's why I wrote the book. So other people can find their way out of their shit show through my story. Thank you for sharing that. I think I just am sharing this four-part reel on Instagram right now about how when you have parents that are narcissists or emotionally neglectful and have deep trauma wounds themselves and haven't worked to heal them, and then they just kind of pass it on it's like the, it's the most painful. I don't, it's just so difficult because that's like your core forming of who you are and your identity. And it can really set your life into a whole slew of many wrong choices and putting yourself into situations or accepting treatment that you would have never accepted if you had been raised by parents who told you this, who loved you unconditionally, who guided you through it and who you really truly felt loved and you had trust with. So I grapple with this. It's really difficult because some of us have this experience and it sucks, but there's something gold. Like you said, there is gold out of that situation that comes out of it. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. And again, I touch on all this in my writing, but we have to remember, you know, that expression, hurt people, hurt people, like does Mm -hmm. not come out of thin air. And when we begin to look at our experiences and the most difficult are the most intimate relationships. And those are the relationships with our families, with our parents. So we begin our lives with those people, us not being able to trust them. It's very, very difficult to get beyond that. When we realize, again, these people obviously were abused and neglected by, by whoever abused and neglected them and so on and so forth and really work hard. The way I was able to forgive my parents was when I was able to remove myself and say, these were just human beings that came from their own shit show and their own dysfunction and their own pain bodies. And they were doing the best they could was what they had. And it's difficult. It was easier for me to forgive my father than my mother because mm-hmm. it's a different relationship. And, yeah. and, you know, and I am a mother, right? And yeah. so it was, it felt it was a little bit more challenging. But what we can, again, as adults, go back to the childhood versions of ourselves, the, the, the versions of ourselves that carry that pain and reverse that irrational belief that we have about ourselves and the world at large because of our experience and replace it with our adult healthy belief, then we begin to see the world a little bit differently. And not only do we have compassion for ourselves, we begin to have compassion for those who have wronged us, for lack of a better way of putting it. Yes. Yeah, it is reparenting yourself and then finding yourself in almost like an emotional role with your parents that you are now the parent and you have to have compassion and find that forgiveness. This is, this is the difficult part. Before we can even harness our power, we have to really work through releasing that anger and f- embrace, I would say, forgiveness. Because if we cannot forgive, which we're constantly on this multi-layer journey of forgiving this and forgiving that, then we, we don't have any potency. We don't have any power to be able to really nurture ourselves. And I think that's what our intuition is, strengthening your intuition. Can you talk a little bit more about that? How do we nurture ourselves to really trust our intuition? Oh, my God. This is such a good question. So first, I'm all excited. I'm like, what angle? You know, where, 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 do I, where do I start? <laughs> Firstly, we have to really recognize our own worthiness. First and foremost. Yeah. And the only way we can do that is by, again, people who start doing the work, right? Go through the work. <laughs> and, you know, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't know what that means. And so they start looking outward and they start, you know, following the gurus or reading the books or whatever it is. But yeah. the work is really releasing the fear, releasing the judgments, releasing all of those things that we carry. How do we do that? And the best way to do that, it's like I mentioned earlier, is to really try to look at our experiences. I always say childhood, but wherever the trauma was created, we can get Mm -hmm. to a whole conversation about chakras. You know, your root (laughs) is like zero to seven years old. You know, whatever went down at that point is why you feel unsafe. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, seven to like 14, whatever went down around that age is why you don't feel joy or you feel guilt or maybe you have depression or 
purpose, whatever went down from, you know, 14 to 21 is actually a result of what happened from seven to 14. And then your identity is in question and your self-confidence and all those things. And those first three chakras, your root, your sacral and your solar plexus are your foundation. And when you can go back and look at the cracks in your foundation and really put them to rest for good, and there's so much more that I can get into, but for the take of time, unless, you know, you'd like to know more, I'll just leave it there. But when we really go back to those cracks in our foundation and we heal those wounds, then your heart chakra, all of the things that you've done in your life, all of your coping mechanisms, to protect your heart so you're not hurt. Yes, in the emotion code, they call that the heart wall. Those walls begin to come down and your throat chakra, which is connected to your heart chakra, which is your truth and your authenticity and your ability to set boundaries and, and, and be you know empowered in that respect is connected to your ability to love without condition. And then what happens, your third eye chakra, opens up and that's your ability to see the big picture and look outside of the pain in which you currently reside. Yeah. It's your ability to create, you know, take the parts and create the whole, your ability to really see things, see them, see them. And mm-hmm. then your crown chakra opens up and you're connected to all things. So to answer your question, how do you brace and, and open up your intuition? You do it by first starting with releasing the pain and as, for, as difficult as forgiving it is you're doing it for you you're doing yeah. it the byproduct is always yeah. you so that's my uh my long version with a little like, i love that yeah yeah sure <laughs> well when it's healed and healthy it is like a shark it's wise as to what to snap at and who to snap at and who to say no versus yeah. you know you know snapping at everybody yeah yeah And the self-worth, going back to that, is you just have to perpetually rewrite. For me, what I had to do is rewrite all of those false narratives that I t- took on because I was I had very low self-esteem. I thought I was worth all of the maltreatment as well. So that rewriting of all those thoughts and narratives comes with actually your thoughts. It's like, controlling your thoughts and knowing and and then being able to do the work through the chakras. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, and when you do that work, and again, the work looks like saying no without apology. For me, the work looked like holding my children's biological father to holding his feet to the fire and finally saying, we're not doing this anymore. We're not doing this anymore. Now you get a lawyer. You know, the work is telling my mother, hey, you know what? You won't be an apology and then accepting the consequence of that fallout, but being true to myself. And as you do these things, because you understand that you're now worthy to set your own boundaries and stand in your own power, you become everyone. It could feel like a, like a little minute decision that you made. It could be something like, again, in my situation, huge, like I became estranged from my mother as a result. Um, She never came to my wedding, things like that. So the work is knowing your power, knowing your worth, stepping into your power, finding the joy and continuing doing those things that feel good because you deserve it. 
And then all these things begin to unfold. Oh my God, it's so magical. And uh, yeah, and then truly you see how life could be lived. I try not to say should, but how it could be lived. And it could be lived in those in that dream state that everybody else, that appears to be something you see in the movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I, I feel like I'm saying more often now, but your life is what you make of it. You know, your thoughts become things. So your reality is what you're thinking. And so if you have like a vision board or you have set intentions, then those will come to fruition through your work because you have an end goal. You have an idea. Um, but if you're yeah. constantly thinking like, my mother doesn't love me. Oh my gosh. Like, how do I get her to love me? And you're still perpetually chasing and yes. or trying to get her to apologize. Right. So you did the work and you said, this is what needs to happen. This is my boundary to move forward. I need an apology or I need you to recognize that this happened to me yeah. and affirm it. And if she can't because of her own deep wounds, then there, there's the consequence, right? The fallout of like, I can't believe that you were telling me I have to apologize. I did my best. And you're like, well, I can't have this toxicity in my life anymore. So you come to a point where that, that place it becomes peaceful, even though some of you listening may be like panicking, like, oh my gosh, like I can't ever have my mother not in my life. But it it becomes more peaceful when you're like, this is it. This is my healthy choice. <laughs> so Yeah. 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 You know, you said that perfectly. And one of the things that I also touch on in the recommendments is our attachments. And one of them is attachment to relationships. Again, it goes back to our beliefs. We believe blood is thicker than water. Oh, but that's your mother. You'll never have another mother. But the reality is I have to ask myself, what is my belief? And my belief is that I, first and foremost, be well, happy, and whole. And then as a result of that, my husband and my children are well, happy, and whole. And then as a result of that, as this microcosm, all around us become well, happy, and whole in all of our interaction. And if that means eliminating toxic beliefs, toxic behaviors, toxic addition, addiction, toxic relationships, then I have to do that. But it only, like I said, you can't do any of it until you know what your belief is about yourself. So I could say, oh, I'm not going to engage in toxic relationships. But if the little girl in me still believes that I'm not worthy of anything else, my energy belies whatever it is I'm saying and doing. So people create vision boards. Oh, I'm getting out of soapbox. I can feel it. People create vision boards all the time and people set their intentions and they understand the law of attraction, the secret and all that. But if they haven't cleared out those first three chakras and the damage that's been done, really reverse their own beliefs about themselves, then it's like two magnets, you know, trying to come together. They, they're just not going to because your energy belies everything that you're saying. So first, yeah. we're going to be honest with ourselves. And again, that's the work. I love that. And it, it goes deeper. It even goes into the subconscious. I just recently yeah. did some emotion code work with Madvi that I talk about all the time on the podcast. And there were so many, like so many things that were unhealthy connections from my maternal line or my directly like my mother. And I was like, I knew it. Like, I always know it and I feel it. But it's like, you know, you got to just do the work. You got to clear it because yeah. it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
the awareness, again, it's so funny, this is Super Commandment 7, but this idea of awareness and willingness. And what happens is those are the only two things that are going to bring you where you need to go. Awareness, many of us have an awareness of what our problem is, right? But if we're not willing to do what we need to do or aware of what we need to do, then we got nothing. A lot of us are willing. We want change, but we're not a really aware. So when we are aware, one belief, one belief about yourself. You know, I other people's needs should always come first. I know, I know that the majority of your audience carries this belief system. My, you know, my, like everybody else has got to be okay. And then I'm not okay. Okay. Or then, then I'll be okay. Yeah. But with that belief, you have about 10 patterns all across your life that come from, you know what yeah. I mean? Like at work, you know, you pick up the slack for somebody else. You feel put upon in your relationship with your kids. I never get to have what I want at dinner because I don't want the fight. And I know, and you're not setting proper boundaries. There are a billion. There are a billion patterns that you've created from that one belief. So you have to stop and say, wait a minute. Why do other people come first? You know what I mean? Like, why is that even a thing? Why do I believe that? And really give yourself the time to increase that awareness. And then when you're like, wait a minute, my needs matter too. Then you see it everywhere. And you just one at a time, you unravel it. But when you unravel it in the ways that you can, a lot of the other situations begin to unravel themselves because you have, right? Your energy is shifted. Your boundary is shifted. Amazing. It begins with that awareness. Yeah. And that's how, like you were saying, the two magnets are clashing because your energy is not aligned with your vision board. Like you said, you have like that yep. one thought, right? Everyone comes first. Well, then how can your vision board ever be accomplished or fulfilled as a dream if you're never putting yourself first. So therefore your vision board is always on the back burner, but you think you have it up there and you're staring at it, but yeah, the energetics of it, it's just not happening. Yeah. And then you're frustrated because I'm doing the work. I put up my vision board or I bought my crystals or I'm women breaking or whatever it is. And you, so then your frustration is, well, then it's just not in the cards for me. Right. And then, you and then the there's a new in that realm. Yeah. And then there's your new belief system. And then you align with more of the types of people that are, are creating the circumstance that brings upon the feelings of victimhood in the first place. Now, I'm here, so I know I sound like I'm so powerful and I know so much stuff. But I promise you, I promise you, in my own way, because we all have our own story, but in my own way, I really, I remember being in my 30s. I was single till I was like 42. I had like one marriage when I was 30. It lasted for like an hour and a half. It was like one of those. <laughs> like, so we'll just, we'll just say, like I got, I didn't really settle down with somebody. I had two children when I was 38, 39 mm-hmm. with a flight risk of a father figure. And then I married my husband who adopted my children when I was, you know, 41 or 42, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I went through all of my 30s going, why are my friends getting married? And why are they meeting the right guy? And why is this happening? And why is that happening? I guess mm-hmm. it's not just in the cards for me. I'm meeting mm-hmm. jerk after jerk after jerk. And in hindsight, I'm like, no, I was dating abuse, neglect, abuse, neglect, abuse, neglect, and not realizing that it all came from me. 
Yeah. Energy was already all within you, like you say, energetically in your chakras. You hadn't dealt with them. You hadn't cleared them out. And therefore, that's what you attract. This is what you were used to and what you thought you deserved. That's Which, And that's so, it. On, and on a conscious level, I would have said absolutely not. I would have been like, you're crazy. Right. Yeah. But and I yeah. and I remember once my I worked at a school for a lot of years and my principal saying to me because I appeared to have everything going for me. And he was like, I don't understand why you can't meet a nice guy. And this is probably after like the 15th guy that week totally, you know, jilted me. <laughs> and I started to cry and I was like, it's not me. Oh, my God. I could have been further from the truth. It was totally me. And I just didn't have the understanding that I deep down, because I wasn't looking at it, I was soothing myself with food or at the time even drugs or careless behavior or whatever it was, I was self-soothing and I didn't take the time to look at it and to understand that I was creating this disaster of my life. And for those of you who are listening and feel victimized and are like, this chick doesn't know what she's talking about, I feel you and I get your feelings on, but I was treated this way. And yes, you were. And and yes, we we all have compassion. We should have compassion for ourselves. We should have compassion for one another. I'm just trying to tell you that you have the power to make the change in your life. Doesn't have to be this way. And to quote my husband, how do you eat an elephant? One piece at a time, one boundary at a time, one decision at a time, one change of belief at a time, and it will begin to change in your favor. I promise. I live to tell the tale. Amazing. I thank you for that because it is through our humble, raw vulnerability of saying like we were in the trenches with you. We thought we were worth shit. You know, physically outward. Yeah, I was too. I was always wearing high heels. Perfect. Like had a great sales job in corporate. I became a manager in like my 20s. I was just like successful. Outside you look like you're thriving, but it's just, it's just coating the surface and just pushing that down. So it is so important. I think we both can stress how important it is to sit with those uncomfortable feelings. You don't want to. You want to drink some more wine to cover them up. You don't want to actually Or eat there. a cookie. Or eat a cookie, eat a cookie. in my case. You know, yeah. slave of Oreos did the trick every time. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their thing. It could be, yeah, it yep. could be scrolling on Instagram or whatever, social media, TikTok. And so, yeah, yeah it's like, just sit with those uncomfortable feelings and like what do you do with them for me I just would write them out in my journal and then I would burn them through a ritual so just ritualize it don't feel like oh my god I have to sit with them and now what do I do and no one's here to help me and oh it's gonna be so ugly like just get it all out write it all out and then burn it and then wash and shower like create a beautiful ritual every time these things come up so you can start to cleanse them out yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, to add another piece of it too, when we do this work and we heal ourselves one layer at a time, one piece at a time, and again, I can't stress enough, it looks different for every single person. But when we do this, what happens is we begin to misalign with those that are no longer comfortable for us because we're evolving. And mm -hmm. then people, I call them unicorns, magical people people begin to come out of the woodwork 
that you now align with. So when you start to see your circle start to change or you start to feel a dissonance with people that you used to be very close to, it's telling you that even though you may not feel like you're getting anywhere, you're getting somewhere. Mm. I like and, that and I know that I would mourn my friendships. I would mourn my friendships and feel like I did something wrong because that relationship grew apart. But it's just yeah. because my energy shifted and they were not serving that energy anymore it was not working because there was too much drama too much toxicity yep yep 100 percent. and that's what happened with my mother my mother and i when i was in my late 30s because i was freaking miserable we were able to align it's not like she wanted me to be unhappy but it was a comfort zone for her and we spoke all the time and then when i started digging myself out of my again my stinky pile of shit it started getting uncomfortable between us. I didn't understand what was going on at the time. I just knew, why does my mother suck, <laughs> you know? And then when I got myself to a place where now I aligned with my husband, who is the beginning and the end, like the guy is really, he's just absolutely amazing. Um, I started seeing for her jealousy and discomfort, or at least that's how it manifested itself. Like I would have like parties for my kids when they were little. And she would like undermine me in front of my friends. And But what I realized in hindsight is she just was acting out because she didn't know now how to relate to me anymore. And I had to mourn, like you said, that relationship. Yeah. But the reality is I was not in alignment with her. If she yeah. was willing to learn, grow, and expand and become a more empowered version of herself, we could have grown together. But for yeah. me to sacrifice my wellness and my happiness and my wholeness because I have this attachment and this um to this longevity and this intimacy in this relationship because i owe her because she's my mother is unfair to me and at the end of the day i learned i'm worthy first always always regardless of what they told us regardless of what our conditioning is always. regardless of how we grew up yeah regardless of what religion we were raised in yeah 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 i don't I suffer that. that was beautiful that was like so healing to my own heart because it is something I'm actively still working through I'm where I'm where you're at so I'm I'm a little bit behind you in a few years so I appreciate that encouragement I know a lot of listeners are dealing with this even if they're 15 18 25 or 40 if we all have our point in our journey where we just awaken and yeah. it's, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult thing. And of course, we also mourn those exes whom we truly loved because it wasn't the relationship we thought it was. It was just a sham, especially with a narcissist. It was just, yeah, it was just smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. What we'll see though, is we'll no longer attract those narcissists because we attract them through our whole lives, right? We'll no yeah. longer attract them because like I think of myself now versus who I was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, like they won't even be able to get to me. Like if I had to be single now, God forbid, well, I didn't think about it, but if I had to be single now <laughs> and be out there, there would really be like, I know, I know I wouldn't run into that type of individual because I'm no longer the recipient of that type of behavior. Mm-hmm. It's right. That type of behavior. Really something. Be aware. Like I'm speaking to everybody. Pay attention. Pay attention to the people that you bring into your life. Pay attention to the circumstances that you had and ask yourself, 
what can I do in this moment to make this a better situation for myself, to honor my me and watch the energy around you shift slowly, slowly, and then the momentum build. It's really, it's, it's, it's really something when you realize that you have more, you're more in the driver's seat than you think you are. Yeah. And you, like you said earlier, like I've been saying all the time, you have the power within you to grab that steering wheel. It is quite the opposite of Jesus take the wheel. It is like, nope, this is my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jesus, I got this for sure. I got this. <laughs> and Jesus is like, yeah, I've been telling you the whole time. Like, have you ever heard of that story? <laughs> have you heard of that story? My husband told me this story about this guy who was trapped on his roof because there was like a hurricane or a flood in the street. And he cried out to God, God, save me, help me. And this guy in like a paddle boat came along and was like, oh, here, hop in the boat, you know, come here. And he's like, no, 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 I'm waiting for God to rescue me. And the guy was like, okay, and paddled away. And then another person came along in some other like jet ski or something. Oh, no, 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 thank you. Um, I'm waiting for God to save me. Like he did this like three times. And then he's like, screams out to God, like, why haven't you rescued me yet? And God's like, I gave you three totally perfect choices to save yourself. Like just jump out. I gave you those opportunities to be saved. So just take the wheel. <laughs> just take Yeah. The wheel. You know, I have to tell you, as you're telling that story, oh, I'm all chills and all my hair is standing up on my arms. And I just want to take your story and like liken it to, again, going back to that idea of the law of attraction, the vision mm -hmm. boards, you know, the, the things that we do to get what we need. And it's when the energy belies it, you know, we're, we're not going to get what we need. But what happens is we set an intention, you know, or a desire or a want, right? And whatever that is, everything conspires. Again, regardless of what your, your belief system is, God, the universe, source, Hashem, Allah, whatever it is, whatever your belief system is, it conspires to help you. But we, because we're so cut, we could be so myopic sometimes and so entrenched in our emotion, stuck in our stuff. We don't see the opportunities to get what we need. So it's my one, the perfect job, because I hate my job and it's on my vision board and I'm waiting for that perfect job to show up or I'm seeking that perfect job. And I'm ignoring that if I just follow things that bring me joy, it may lead me to a new relationship or a new friendship, which may lead me to a new party, which leads me to meeting my new boss. But we're so yeah. focused on what's over here, we're not paying attention to what's right in front of us. And it's mm -hmm. a really important message. And that idea that guy in the roof, yeah, paddle boat. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for God to help me right here. <laughs> yeah. I, got yeah, a little God, excited. I don't know what his envision was, but yeah, we get this vision. Like, well, do you want God to like fly down with the angel? Yes. Or what? <laughs> we use very practical earthly ways to, to yes. get yourself off the roof. And that's yeah. what and, is given to us. Yep. And they're laced and they're laced. And this is how you know. How do I know it's a sign? I saw a bunch of ones on my clock or a bird came to my window. How do I know it's a sign? Because yeah. if it makes you feel good in any way. Then that then that is the right direction. That is the sign. If you get like like it, like I woke up this morning. There, I have had this book in my brain uh, that I've wanted to write, and I met somebody who had some um, knowledge base about it, and I was like, "Oh, she'll do it," and I'll assist her. 
And, mm-hmm. but it was really me being lazy and being like, let somebody else do it. And I've been, and the signs have been showing up, you know what I mean? All because the subject matter of the book and all these things. And this morning I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm writing this book. I'm going to email her and ask her if she wants to assist me because it's got to be written by me. But when I had that realization, and, and again, the things that got me there don't matter. This is the intuition at work. And I yeah. picked up my phone to email her. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing this. And I like, you know, type, and I was all excited. I could check in my email all day to see if she got back to me. And that's how you know what's inspired because I was excited about it. And, and we overlook that. No, it must look like this, but it looked like this for her. And she did it. Oh, no, 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 no. Just be. And it will present itself because you're worthy of it. And whatever feels good, just do that. I call it, people say breadcrumbs. I say piece of candy. What? Piece of candy. Oh, piece of candy. And you just keep picking it up and it will lead you where you need to go. Always. Always. Absolutely. 100%. I see those ones all the time and I'm like, thank you. I am on the right yeah. track. Thank you. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And today yeah. even I had t- typed in a caption on the Instagram post. I typed, you're not alone. And then literally before I hit like all of the, the posts, popped down a notification from one of the podcasts I've been on. And his title of his live was, you are not alone. And I was like, holy Thank you, universe. Like, this is like, I, I feel like I was like channeling that, what, what was supposed yeah. to be said. It was just goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I've got a billion stories, but I just need to share that this one thing super, super cool. So I, I try to do like to really utilize myself and my friends' gifts rather than Googling things online or, you know what I mean? Going to a book, but I do have a book on like animal totems, like when animals show up that I really trust mm. this book, really, really great. And I had this epiphany about a week ago and it was really about starting a new project and kind of like this rebirth for me and doing this new thing. And I felt really good about it and I committed to it right now. It's time to do the work and wait for the signs. And I'm driving to the gallery and this, now I'm in Florida. So there are oh, every single bird that you can imagine, but usually we see the big ones, the herons, the sandhill cranes, stuff like that. This um, dork comes out of the woods towards my car and then turns and then in the direction I'm going, flies parallel to my car. And maybe it was 10 feet from me, but it was clear. It came out of the woods towards my car and then started, maybe flew a few seconds until in my head, I acknowledge it. I'm like, I see you. And then it kind of passed over and in front of my car and went back into the woods on the other side. And I knew it was a validation of what I was doing in, in my new creative pursuit. So I get to the gallery and I pull out the book and I look up Stork and it usually gives you a couple. You see what resonates with you. And the first one was like the birth of new ideas and it being a new thing. And I was like, thank you. I knew it. I knew it. So when you know, you could feel it. Because I see yeah. birds all the time, but this bird yeah. was for me. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you get that feeling inside your body, that almost like that peace and excitement at the same time. Like, I, I see you. I hear you. You know, it's like a weird, like, telepathic connection. For sure. For sure. So before we close, I want you to share a bit about your book and anything that's going on in your world. 
So I've referenced the book quite a few times. And if anything I have said resonates with anybody, um, I really, and again, I know it's my book, but I really recommend um, you reading it because, and I'm going to tell you what it is in a second, because it really is a game changer. It really focuses on the fact that it's about you and about your story. So what I do is it's, it's a loose autobiography. I tell about my situation and use anecdotes to support the points I'm making, but what I learned along the way. And because mm-hmm. my background, I, I was an educator for 25 years, like teachery, like it's like a yeah. how-to in some respect. It's called 10 Recommandments for Personal Empowerment. Um, I call it recommandments, not commandments, because I'm recommending you do this, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you do what you want, it's your life, right? But in um, paperback, it's and on Kindle, it's on mostly, you know, Barnes and Noble and, and even on my website, but Amazon's always the easiest way. But I have the audio recorded version of it that I narrated myself that yeah. is exclusively offered on find uniquely you, you and the letter.com. This will be in the show note and also on your, your guest page. Yeah. All right, perfect. Through collaboration and through community and through workshops and events and things like that. Um, with a ver- everybody's at different levels of evolution, right? So some yeah. people are on the other side, go, come on, let me show you how it's done. And some people are like, oh my God, I just started. What do I do? And it's yeah. this beautiful place for wellness and healing for people. But I offer the audio version of the book exclusively, like I said, on that site. I also mm-hmm. have a, a gallery. I do intuitive guidance. My gallery is called Fish Gallery, Stewart, Florida. I've got all sorts of irons. At the bar. I have a follow-up to 10 Rats. It's called Beyond the 10, Decoding the Woo-Woo. And mm-hmm. to the conversation we had today, it's the follow-up to you do the work, you trench through the shit, and, 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 hear, and so it's a spiritual part of my journey and how that magic and intuition comes to the surface when you clear up the gunk of those foundational chakras. I do workshops on the Uniquely You platform based on the book and the woo-woo to come up. And it's really about helping people in, in a group in mass assist them from the dumpster fire to mm. the other side of the rainbow. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on, um, yeah. a lot of awesome things. I feel like I have so much to give back because I'm so grateful for mm. finding my way here. And if I can assist anybody, I'm always happy to do so. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, thank you, Raven. I appreciate it. Your work is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing with us all of your amazing wisdom. Thank you for being here. Raven, thank you. I appreciate you having me. I am deeply honored to bring you this show three times a week. And I'm honored that you show up and listen every time. Again this week. Another beautiful review coming in for The Empath and the Narcissist book on Amazon. Such an insightful book. For those who have been part of an abusive relationship, this book is truly eye-opening. In particular, I feel that the author really nails down how empaths can accommodate the narcissist in ways that we don't even realize. I found it fascinating to learn about the role of human design and how this can greatly affect our relationships as well. Thank you for another beautiful review. Keep them pouring into the podcast. And if you've read my book, please write a review as it shows social proof. 
because now there are so many empath and narcissist books out there on Amazon. Mine was one of the first five that I found, and now there's probably 50. You can't start in your next chapter if you're rereading the last one. This is just one of the many beautiful spark reminders that I've drafted for you to receive every week. If you wish to receive spark reminders just like this, sign up to get this gift every Saturday into your inbox in the link in the show notes. And also the bonus when you first sign up is you will receive the How to Draw Powerful Boundaries workshop that isn't actually just about boundaries. There's a lot of spiritual healing in there for your soul as well. You can follow me at Instagram, reach out, say hello, share with me how you're doing at Raven Scott Show. I am here for you perpetually on Instagram and this podcast. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. See you next episode. Losing time, I'm fading fast. I just want to make it last. Try to let go of the past. I close my eyes and embrace the Everything finds me at the perfect time. Madvi is helping people clear emotions, trapped cords, and subconscious beliefs every day through the emotion code. She is amazing. I'm personally working with her on my relationship refocus uh, after I've completed my abundance clearing. And my God, it does it, is it working? It is so working and it's so amazing. I'm clearing out things like I feel safe to express my thoughts and feelings with my partner. I'm clearing out old connections, disappointments, trapped emotions from way back into my childhood with my sibling. And so if you have not connected with her, you must just try. Just have a conversation with her, 30 minutes free Q&A of like, what is the emotion code and how can this help me? and give it a try. It's free. So connect with her in the link in the show notes at www.modvi.ca. Are you looking for ways to heal your heart from trauma? I am honored to be a guest on another Trauma to Triumph Summit hosted by a completely different person, Patrice Pugh, and she has a personal experience of trauma. She was held at gunpoint by her own son, who is now incarcerated, and she is making her tragic and so horribly sad story into gold. And she's helping others heal through trauma. This is a 14-day online summit. You can do at the leisure of your own timing and in the comfort of your own home. From November 28th through December 11th, Patrice Pugh is taking you through different topics of how trauma does not define you. Going from survivor to thriver taming the bullying between your ears and what I'm sharing is five stages of forgiveness. The best part is it's totally free. So get your free ticket for the Trauma to Triumph Summit today in the link in the show notes. I want to take a moment and invite you to Think Unbroken Conference. That's right. Our next conference is happening right around the corner this December with amazing speakers from around the world who are leaders in personal development, trauma education, mindset, and more. All you have to do to register to watch for free, that's right, $0, come and join us, is go to myunbrokenlife.com, register and sign up. You can get access to the free event. Watch it live with us this December. It'll 
it'll be myself speaking along with amazing human beings like Anthony Trucks, Jamie Bronstein, Leslie Logan, and a special interview that I'm doing with Dr. Gabor Mate that has never before been released. So come and join us, myunbrokenlife.com. All you have to do is put in your email. We'll send you over the registration. You'll be able to come and join us, watch live. And then if you want access to the recordings or more information there for you to keep them forever. But in the meantime, go sign up block it off on your calendar. This is going to be a transformational experience that you do not want to miss. Head over to myunbrokenlife.com to register for free. And until next time, be unbroken. Sleepless nights and headaches stack, restlessness to hell and back. What's my purpose? What do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack. And sometimes you just gotta believe there's something that'll give you relief. There's something that'll have what you need, what you need. We're broken, it's tragic, we're not all elastic, but maybe there's magic. Believe you could have it, and I know of sadness, the anxious and panic, the infinite vastness of all.